If Reality Check Radio enriches your day and life, support us to keep bringing you the content, voices, perspectives, and dose of reality you won't get anywhere else. Visit www.realitycheck.radio forward slash donate. Last time I spoke to Dr. Matt Shelton of NZDSOS was in mid-November 2023, not too long ago. But quite a bit has happened since then. We're in a new year now, and we know about the inquiry and all sorts of things. So I thought it would be a good time to get back with Matt from NZDSOS and have another chat. Matt, good to catch up with you again in 2024 now. Yeah. Hi, Paul. Hey, I wish I wish I could say I was happy to be back. Um, mm. But the fact that I am means we're, you know, still dealing with the same same part of nonsense. Yeah, I want to get to talking about this inquiry um, shortly. So listeners don't think we're not going to be talking about that. First, though, I want to get uh, your thoughts and comment, reaction of you personally and also NZDSOS to the finding by the Health Practitioners Disciplinary Tribunal that Dr. Peter Canaday was found to have committed professional misconduct because he told viewers on a Voices for Freedom webinar uh, that there was a link between the vaccine and sterility, miscarriages and deaths. And also Alistair Harding of RCR will be interviewing Peter Canaday next week. So, so your reaction to that, Matt? Oh, look, a mixture of um, complete lack of surprise, but still real disappointment. Um, Peter Canada is is as experienced as they come. Um, you know, he's been a frontline respiratory medicine and ICU physician in, a, in his past life. Um, he's been a clinical radiologist for the sort of second half of his career. Um, so, you know, he does have the credibility and the, the skills and the smarts um, to talk about this whole area. And I want to make it clear, as I'm sure he will, and he'll do a much better job, I think, in a longer form interview, um, that they didn't find at all that he told any lies, and they were clear about this. Uh, and okay, there are well, what was the point of, of it then? Uh, well, they were trying to get him on something, I guess. And and the point is that you, you know, really you shouldn't go up against the establishment. You can't criticise um, what, uh, you know, organised medicine uh, says and what it says you have to do. So he, along with the rest of us who've been in varying degrees of trouble, I've done exactly that. Um, you know, we've we've essentially been disobedient. Um, and a lot of this, I'm sure, is just symbolic um, smoke signals to the rest of medicine that this is what happens. Um, because it's become increasingly clear that we, you know, we in NZDSOS and, and, and people who've also um, followed the research and followed the developments of, of well, seeing all these shoes falling, um, these sort of regulatory failures, you know, one after another, there have been revelations about um, safety and effectiveness that should have stopped this thing in its tracks a number of times, um, and it hasn't. And so we've been squealing about this, as you know, for well three years now. Um, and and he, you know, committed the cardinal sin, which is to express his own opinions. Um, you know, cautiously, carefully, earnest, heartfelt, um, and and on behalf of, uh, you know, committing truth to, you know, the body of evidence that that people need to be aware of, to make very important decisions. Uh, now, most people, in our view, um, have actually been tricked. You know, not only have they not been given information, but some of the information just has not been correct, um, and and. Peter and the rest of us 
you know, have as our first loyalty, um, you know, to, to figure out what the truth is as best we can um, and, and to tell it. And so, you know, a, a profession does not maintain its kind of power and control over its members by, um, you know, allowing for people to step outside uh, anymore, apparently. You know, free and vigorous debate is no longer allowed. Um, there's a sort of a death grip on all that um, by, you know, extremely large kind of muddied interests. You know, we know all this. Um, and, and you know, Peter and the rest of us have really drawn um, drawn back the curtains, essentially, and shone a light on, on you know, how, how professions can operate when checks and balances go down the toilet. Um, the, the other remarkable thing about his case was how long it took for him to get his verdict. There's a, a, a maxim in law, you know, justice delayed is justice denied. Uh, and, and he waited um, almost a year, um, it was 10 months, I think, between his tribunal um, and, and getting the findings, which in our view amount to a, a sort of slap over the wrist with a limp, with a wet bus ticket. But, um, you know, the, the, the price of that ticket is yet to be determined. Uh, and, and so he's still waiting essentially to see what his punishment is going to be. Um, but but it is worth pointing out that that you know he was not found at all to have given incorrect information. If they thought that information was incorrect, you would have thrown the book at him on that, surely. Uh, yes, and and they had an expert on their side, um, and, and I think yeah we would have heard very quickly also a verdict, um, and, and I think they struggled because by all accounts he gave a very good a- account. Um, uh, you know, an explanation for what he said and how he said it, um, and, and you know, the, the the science speaks for itself. Um, but this hasn't been about um, you know independent, um, sort of verifiable science. It's been about politics and um, you know the strong arming and the silencing of people who um, you know are, are challenging a political narrative. Uh, and very unfortunately for the medical council, we say, um, you know, they they threw their lot in, um, you know, in the midst of sort of fear and panic and and you know a lack of information right right at the beginning for sure. But um, you know, we managed to keep abreast of the changing information that was coming out, so everyone else should have done too. So for them to not go at Doctor Canada um, with like I say, throwing the book at him regarding vaccine um, and relationship to sterility, miscarriages and deaths, kind of, we can read into that, that they kind of accept that there is a link. Uh, well, you could. You you, you could, but um, uh, the overall flavour is is that really he shouldn't have said anything at all. Right, that's And it, I think yeah. that's, that's what we've all taken away from the various actions against us, um, is that our cardinal sin... Um, you know, is, is is to speak out and and to disagree with the sort of politically directed um, narrative that we were supposed to get in behind right at the beginning. And the length of time that you just uh, mentioned, can we read anything into that? I mean, is that because you know you've got a weak case and you've got to spend every hour of months and months and months trying to sort of like tweak it around, making square pegs fit in round holes to actually, you know, to to bring down some kind of verdict. Well, it, it is easy to say that. Typically, these things are decided by the last day of the hearing. They're usually a, a three or a five day hearing. Yeah, uh, and, and more often than not, um, 
because you know doctors who are up in front of these tribunals or, and other health practitioners too you know have often done um you know really quite remarkably bad things um and and it's sort of fairly cut and dried and and this this scenario is obviously a new one for everybody uh our take was that the tribunal was waiting for the election uh, uh, to see what the new sort of political environment which way the now, wind's I don't know blowing. if that's right yeah. or not but it, it's an obvious no i think to jump to yeah yeah uh, and and that speaks volumes in itself too if that was actually correct um there was there was some intel out of the at the beginning that they were having trouble finding time um you know meeting up with each other on zoom um to to discuss their findings and organize uh, a report but in the meantime other tribunals were being launched and and i would have thought that if if they were having um you know technical issues and and they were under resourced to deal with the um, the investigations that they'd just done, they shouldn't be doing more. Interesting. Okay, so um, he is yet to find out what sort of hit he takes from this um, finding. That's what I understand, yeah. He, he may have some updated information when he talks to Alistair. Okay, well, we'll look forward to that um, conversation next week here at RCR. Okay, now let's move to the Royal Commission of Inquiry now open to public submissions. We know about that. And I want to reiterate to listeners that it is the legal position of both RCR and VFF that disruption to health covers vaccine injury. And to put it, you know, in layman's terms, in the same way that food would cover apples. So just need to say that for those of you who are feeling a little insecure or disappointed about some of the wording you've seen. So, Matt, first... um, comment on where this thing's at from you well as as you say um we should all assume that um a wide-ranging and full inquiry which are the words that have been used uh, i think they're in the coalition agreement and certainly new zealand first was using that phrase in their messaging during the campaign um you know has to include aspects of safety i mean it it, it just can't not otherwise it's severely handicapped and compromised so you know i'm pretty confident that you know when the inquiry starts it's going to include aspects of vaccine safety for for, for sure um you know and, and if it doesn't then then we'll have to reassess a whole load of things um but i i suspect that there's uh you know free and frank discussions going on at, at, at cabinet level uh, and it's extremely important i think that the government is given a message from the submissions loud and clear that we absolutely expect um, you know, the most important issue in this whole thing, which is, you know, the harms that are very apparent um, in, in the population uh, to be examined. Um, and, and any inquiry that doesn't have that uh, is, is not worth the paper it's written on um, or, or the you know considerable amount of money that has been spent already um, looking at uh, what I heard um, described the other day as, as a very you know wide ranging inquiry. Um, but actually, when you look at the terms of reference, as we did recently for the form that's been, you know, in business for a year and a bit, um, it was very narrow uh, and, and it's laughable, actually. Um, and the defense of that from from Tony Blakely has has been laughable, too, um, you know, to, 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 to lean back into the past, but not to find fault and not to make it adversarial and not to look at vaccine safety um, is, is about as sort of political messaging as you can get. Yeah, we've heard from John Whitehead, 
one of the commissioners, uh, Alistair Harding, interviewed him. And um, we had people at uh, their launch of the portal to make uh, submissions or to talk about what submissions should be made. You mentioned Blakely. What do we know about him? Um, well, I mean, he's a medical professional. He's a he's a you know an epidemiologist and a public health specialist. You know, and who knew that there were so many of these people? Yeah, they come out of the woodwork. Yeah, um, they're certainly having their day in the sun. Um, but but to be appointed and to accept a position, uh, you know, running a, a commission with such a narrow range of things to look at, I think speaks volumes. Um, you know, if you're comfortable looking at pandemic response, um, you know, without actually looking at, at you know, the, the rushed out nature, the lack of safety data, um, all the safety signals flashing right from the word go being ignored, um, at record all-cause mortality, um, bedlam and carnage in the hospital system, and all sorts of people having horrible things happen to them at a young age that is all, you know, very unprecedented. Then, then I, I think I think we need we need other people um, with with fresh eyes uh, and with a different perspective. Do you think he was chosen for a particular reason? Well, he was already known, you know, as as a as a spokesman on the pandemic response. Um, you know, he'll have tick boxes, but I, I, I certainly wasn't privy to, privy to any of that decision making. Um, but we we've certainly been very very critical of the kind of um, um, you know. Michael Baker style messages that have come out um, that, that don't rely on references um, speak very generally and say things that seem to be in complete opposition to the, the research um, that we're looking at. Um, and, and that's been the sort of, the, you know, the, the, this sort of recklessness and lack of care um, has characterized this whole thing because ordinarily anything that suggests harm should stop a clinical trial or an experimental sort of roll out like this in its absolute tracks, no matter how much supposed positive and reassuring information there is. You know, if you get negative data, you stop and you look at it just in case it's real and it represents a problem. Um, but what we've seen is just the wholesale ignoring, um, you know, not not refuting, not having a debate and discussing it, just absolute silence on a lot of this stuff. Um, and, and a commission's got to examine how and where um you know, these habits have come from. Yeah, so, I mean, no one can look into a crystal ball, but how confident are you that um, that we'll get what we all want here? Uh, I guess I'm more confident than not because, you know, a lot of this is in writing. It's in the coalition agreement. Um, and, and I'm sure there'll be opposition and there'll be politicking and there'll be, you know, cabinet-level debate and, and dealing, I suppose, going on. But there is an expectation. Um, and and there's a, you know, there's a mandate. Three out of four people did not vote for the last government. Yeah. Um, you know, which will forever be associated with suspending the Bill of Rights, um, you know, for, for, for what was at the beginning, at worst, a sort of moderate flu level illness. Um, and, and that illness got milder and milder as time's gone on. And yet we are still recommending these things for everyone five years and older. Um, you know, the UK and Scandinavia, they've dramatically scaled back their recommendations. Um, you know, under 65, uh, not recommended under 50, um, you know, unless for sort of targeted conditions. And yet we're still saying it's safe and effective in pregnancy and um, and it's fine for children. 
it's it's just well, you know, we need to have a look at all this what? You know, very hard okay. and very quickly. But in the meantime, we've got yeah. to stop these jabs. And that's that's my main message. Our main message at the moment is if you're going to have any sort of inquiry, what's to be lost, remembering the precautionary principle, recognising that, that, you know, we're well, well, well over the worst of whatever COVID was, even at its worst, um, and, and that we should stop uh, and wait and see what the inquiry is going to be look at, going to look like. But in the meantime, we stop the jabs. Because really the only conclusion you can draw from that not happening is that people's egos and reputations are more important than people's actual lives. That's what it seems to be looking at now. You know, it's 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 absolutely bizarre. Um, you know, was it Stalin said, look, uh, you know, a hundred people dying is a tragedy. You know, a million is a statistic. And I just wonder if if it's just gone, you know, it's got to that point now where people can't actually get their heads around um, you know, what might be happening or what they know is happening. And everybody's blundering on. Um, everyone's scared to be the first one to put their hand up and say, look, maybe we got this wrong. Um, it, it's, it, you know, it, it is true that this is off the charts damaging and dangerous by a whole bunch of different ways that you can look at it. Um, you know, we've never seen the scale of harm um, and, and illness and things happening to young people um, ever before, as far as I know. And yet oh, yeah. they're blundering on as if everything's normal. And there is a reason for that. And it's all about crowd psychology and, and echo chambers. Um, but, you know, it, it's going to stop at some point and it needs to stop sooner rather than later. And just to finish up on, because we've talked about, um, you know, numbers potentially and, and injuries, and you've mentioned that they're sort of, um, what is your understanding of, of, um, how do I put this without it being too brutal? The toll now. Well, we've got, um, you know, what they talk about excess deaths. So this is deaths in excess of the kind of average annual, you know, death toll. Um, and it's around about sort of three quarters of a percent or so per year um, in, in, in the OECD countries, more or less, will we'll, we'll die each year. So we were told um, in response to one of our first letters of, of concern that 83 people on average die in New Zealand, you know, over the year. And obviously more of those are in winter and lesser in summer. And that's there, excess. There always, that's that's always over the seasonal thing. No, no, this, no, this was daily deaths. This was oh, daily okay. Deaths. I got you. Sorry. Yeah. You know, so so now we're running nearer 100 than, than 80 yeah. on okay. average. Um, yeah. and, and our um, excess deaths have run as high as 20%. Um, during all this, that, that that's overall. And like with many of the vaccinated countries, you can look at the younger groups and you can see that there's a proportionately higher increase, um, which is you know even harder to explain away. So there's about three or four thousand deaths um, in in 2022, 2023 uh, that that require explanation. Now, now I'm I'm not saying by any means that we can show that all the all of those were, were purely from vaccination for instance um but but something's going on and it started after the vaccine rollout um and in in much larger countries than ours exactly the same pattern has been seen all right well good to catch up man thank you for that oh look you're very welcome paul and um yeah keep up the good work mate if reality check radio enriches your day in life support us to keep bringing you the content voices perspectives and the dose of reality you won't get anywhere else visit www.realitycheck.radio forward slash donate